In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Believe it or not, this episode marks one entire year of Sunday Setup. We do hope this program has been helping you get more out of Sunday Mass. And if so, celebrate our first anniversary by telling a friend about this podcast so that they can benefit from it as well. The Book of Wisdom, from which our first reading is taken, was written just a couple of decades prior to the birth of Jesus. The author is trying to convince members of the faithful to be just that, to remain faithful, especially as other Jews were abandoning their faith. It does this by sort of caricaturing the unrighteous. In the second chapter of the Book of Wisdom, the unrighteous are saying to themselves, Since our lives are so quick, come, therefore, let us enjoy the good things that are here and make use of creation with youthful zest. Let us oppress the righteous poor. Let us neither spare the widow nor revere the aged. That's all a direct quote from the chapter, and just shortly after this quote, the first reading then picks up. The wicked find the just person obnoxious, for he reproaches them for their wickedness. So, in response, the wicked people in this hypothetical scene decide, with revilement and torture, let us put the just one to the test. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, they say, for, according to his own words, God will take care of him. We continue hearing from the letter of St. James in our second reading this weekend. There's not too much to share about it except for two grammatical insights. First, verse 17 contains an alliteration in Greek, in the line, then peaceable, gentle, compliant, full of mercy. Every word starts with the letter E, with the exception of full. It's sort of like the old saying, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Here we see the author's writing prowess in stringing together these words that all start with the same letter. The second brief comment to make about our passage from St. James is that there's a big debate over how verse 2 should be read. As we said before on the show, Greek manuscripts 2,000 years ago did not include punctuation marks. So depending upon where one guesses the punctuation ought to go, the verse could end up with two completely different meanings. Let's just leave it at that and move now to our gospel. Our gospel is the second of Mark's three passion predictions. But shortly after this passion prediction, as the gang travels through Galilee to take a rest in Capernaum, they begin discussing among themselves who is the greatest. This was a common pursuit and pastime of the ancient world. Among a social group, a pecking order had to be sorted out. Furthermore, this debate is occurring just a few scenes after the Transfiguration, where Jesus took Peter, James, and John away by themselves to see his glory. So it's quite possible that after that event, the debate began of whether Peter, James, or John was the first in the group, the greatest. Yet Jesus takes this aspiration for first and flips it on its head. He says that whoever wishes to be first shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Those higher up in Jesus' day could expect to be served and heaped with praise, while those who were considered last were people with no authority or privilege. It's quite obvious that for now as then, no one would aspire to be a servant. And into this teaching of Jesus, enter a child. In first century Palestine, a child did not mean innocence or untaintedness. A child lacked all sort of social standing and legal rights. As difficult as it is to grasp, a child was considered a non-person up until adolescence and adulthood. Until then, a child was on equal par with a slave. This is important because in Aramaic, which is the language in which Jesus would have taught his disciples, 
The word for child and the word for slave are exactly the same. So here, Jesus is talking about the need for his disciples to be the slave of all. And then he illustrates this by taking a child, which would have been the same word, and placing him in their midst. And in fact, there's a tradition in the church, with it first being recorded in the ninth century, that the child Jesus took into his arms here was St. Ignatius of Antioch. Lastly, as Jesus takes the child and puts his arms around him, he says, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. You see, emissaries were quite common in the ancient world. Without text messages or emails, important people would have to send emissaries to communicate with others across great distances. And the general principle was this. The representative ought to receive the same treatment and respect as if the one who sent him was present. So that's it. That's your Sunday set up for this 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.